We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> So just to be clear, I can turn off my audacity. Mother, f- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't. I don't want to be get talked about next week. So. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hold On. I'm almost there. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your hosts, Uncle Frank, Gristle. And our very own Tom Mungia, the gun show for now. How's it going, everybody? What's going on, y'all? Awesome. I love the dead air. Here we go. (laughs) Tom, why don't you give us the fun fact for the day? Oh, okay. Well, everybody knows I'm a, a big fan of greek history i love reading about greek history 300 spartans ancient greeks alexander i wanted to come up with something good today and i was thinking of we've all heard the term uh philadelphia being the city of brotherly love so before i went to explain it i wanted to make sure i had all my facts correct so when i went back to look at it unfortunately i found out a little bit more than i was expecting yes The city of brotherly love does refer to the Greek term Philadelphia, which means it's a term of endearment between soldiers, which is the act of the love you have for your fellow soldier. But the term was originally intended for a ruler named Ptolemaeus, who took over the region of Egypt after Alexander died. He became famous or infamous to the Greeks because in keeping with the Egyptian culture— he married his sister. So they came up with the term Philadelphia, which means uh, Philadelphos, sibling lover, phileo meaning to love, and adelphos meaning sibling. So originally it was not a very uh, good term, but eventually over time with the soldiers and with the wars and all that stuff, they kind of changed the term into Brotherly love being a term of endearment, and that's how we get uh, the city of Philadelphia and it being referred to as the city of brotherly love, which I wow. first heard it watching Rocky. So that always <laughs> struck me as odd. You know, I always wonder, why do they call it the city of brotherly love? I thought it had something to do with Rocky, but it, it has nothing to do with Rocky Balboa. It has to do with the ancient Greeks and this guy that married his sister. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, you know. Like, uh, it, obviously, it, it seems unnatural to marry your sister. Uh, and I well, wonder if it was I wonder if it was their way of, like, preserving the bloodline. Oh, I'm that, sure. Yeah, that was probably you know. the thought process. Yeah. Yeah, I could because see that. the the pharaohs usually were considered gods. Right. And, de- and descendants of, of gods. Exactly. So, so, you know, they didn't want to taint their <clears throat> they didn't want to taint their bloodline with you know plebeians and and you know slaves which uh, certainly he probably had concubines or whatever right but but the wife was the sister so that uh the bloodline could be preserved and the uh anunnaki could be worshiped <laughs> i knew where we were going there anunnaki <laughs> didn't, yes blame, anunnaki it, didn't blame it on their blood up with us. exactly all right today's sponsor is actually 
uglyguppy.com. We are, if you've been listening to our Motivational Mondays, thank you so very much for having a listen. If you're not listening to them, let them know. Let somebody out there know. They should give at least one of them a shot. So far, my favorite is the last one we put out. Uh, it's it's inspirational. I've been pushing myself to not only open my eyes when my alarm clock goes off and not throw it on the ground, but actually get out of bed. And uh, I do. I have to say, Frank, you knocked it out with that music from this very last one, man. That it stopped me in my tracks. I was at the gym when I actually heard the final edition for the first time. It stopped me in my tracks. You did a great job on that. Thanks, man. Yeah, I and you know it was a mishap that I had happened to find that that sound clip of what to me sounded like the the sword sharp you know being sharpened so i had to throw that in there i know i I threw you a couple of edits beforehand but yeah i had to throw it in there so back to uglyguppy.com and motivational mondays our friend carlos at uglyguppy.com has done an amazing job with these t-shirts that we have now for the ms150 and we want it to be known to everyone out there that uh if you donate what what did what did we say? It was fifteen dollars. Uh, fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. If you donate at least fifteen dollars to Carlos's uh, MS one fifty, uh, uh, what is that thing called where you donate and it's the whole thing with the people and the <laughs> what is that called, man? I can't think of it. The uh, man. Well, on me. If you if you donate to his cause there. Yeah, the MS-150. The MS-150, $15 or more, we're going to send you a T-shirt, and I'm having some stickers printed up. We will send you at least one sticker as a thank you. And I've got to tell you, these shirts look amazing. Tom has already ripped the sleeves (laughs) off of it. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so so awesome we'll have that on our links down in the bottom for the oh this isn't youtube so it's not like you can see me point down at the bottom <laughs> but we'll have it in the summary section for the youtube uh or sorry for the podcast go down there check it out check out the link uh so that you can go and donate to carlos's ms150 team a hundred percent of the sales also of the shirts. So let's say that you're not interested on clicking anything online and you you just want to buy a shirt from us. Right. If you buy a shirt from us, 15 bucks, we will give that $15 to Carlos. Exactly. 100%. $15 towards him. And, and you still get your free sticker. And exactly. the, the sticker is a scratch and sniff that smells like... <laughs> Dirty socks. <laughs> yeah. Who's dirty socks? Exactly. Who's these dirty socks? We might. We're even, you know, considering doing some more stuff with that, and more to come. But a hundred percent of the uh, sales from these T-shirts, uh, you know, send us a send us a message over Twitter or 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll put something in our in the summary to contact us. If you'd just like to buy a shirt from us, we can donate the money and we will um, give us your email. We will send you the receipt or the screen capture that we donated th- those $15 to uh, Carlos's MS-150 ride. Right. I, I've, I've donated money already to the website just to see how it works. It gives it sends you a receipt. And all you have to do if you do that, take a screenshot of it, send it to us, send it to our either our Twitter account or send it to me at I am Polonikes. Text it to me. My phone number's on there. Just send us that screenshot where you want us to send the shirt, what color. We have a, a gray one, a jersey gray, a white one, and even a pink one for any ladies out there that would like a pink shirt. They've all got the black ink on it. You're going to see the pictures. It's Friday. We You already should be seeing the pictures out there. Just tell us which one you want. If you want to just use pay, if you're not, some people don't trust the internet. You want to use PayPal. You want to use Cash App. You want to use whatever it is. You want to just, I, if you're in Houston, you want me to take you the shirt myself so you can give me cash. I will do that. Whatever it takes to get you the shirt and to help get that these this money raised for Carlos, I'm I'm more than willing to do it. So just let us know how you want it to handle it, and we'll get you this shirt. And for an additional twenty five cents, Tom will sign your short. <laughs> he will he will sign the shirt and or for an extra five dollars he will tear off the sleeves so you could wear a shirt just like his you can be just like tom well like i tell frank i said all the shirts come with detachable sleeves that's now, the, right I didn't the only know problem that. is you can't put them back on but I they will no come idea. off <laughs> i had never heard that before i was like oh man that's so and, innovative and if you want to go to a throwback style and have a midriff let me know i'll get the scissors out there you go. There you, oh, yeah. Yep. Shane's, we need to learn how to Shane's do that Hulk Hogan guy. cut where it's got the cuts in it, the little tall <laughs> ribbon, or, you know, a Randy Savage where it's hanging oh, out yeah. everywhere with all shredded up. So. I'm all over it. If, if that's what you want, if you want to, if you want to sport that hard earned bod, exactly. I'll, uh, I'll pull out the pocket knife and go to town. Whatever it takes to get him that shirt, we'll do it. That's right. That's right. So, Help us, help Carlos and anyone out there that has, you know, multiple sclerosis. Uh, we want to put this money in good hands to help them out. And I'm sure their their money goes, you know, towards helping folks that have it, towards research, finding, you know, better ways to help. Uh, and and it, the list can go on and on and on. But check out the link. It's in there if you want to read more about it. And it also has a link to the National MS Society, which are the folks that hold multiple um, MS-150 or MS-themed events to where you can walk for multiple sclerosis, you can ride a bike for multiple sclerosis, um, so many different things you can do to um, help out. And that's what we're all about. We definitely want to help out. Yeah, I mean, it's not some cheap you know, shirt either, but you know, cheap materials. I was talking to Carlos. He's, he called it a high quality ring spun shirt. Now I don't know what that means, but it does mean, it means good. It's a good shirt. Uh, so believe me, we're not going to send you anything cheap. It's going to fall apart. It's a nice shirt. It looks good. It's going to look good on you and it's doing good. So that's the most important thing. It, that it is takes, it thing. takes extra effort to detach the sleeves. Extra effort. Yes. <laughs> extra, extra effort. All right. Crazy, crazy. So this week has been something else, and it's only Tuesday. Believe right. that. 
the weekend was crazy. I was supposed to dig up, uh, supposed to dig up my sprinkler. One of the sprinkler heads busted on the side of my house. It's causing all kinds of havoc over there. I got a like a water well going whenever the sprinklers turn on, so I had to turn them off. And if you live in Houston or if you live in anywhere that the dirt dries up and you have clay under that dirt, you know that your foundation's gonna go awry really quickly. So I had to I was supposed to get out there, but it started raining here. I wasn't about to be out there in the rain digging this thing up. So I was like, nope, not today. Found something else to do. Um had plenty of projects to keep me busy and then just so many crazy things with work happening uh shane you were you were talking about having such a crazy week this week yeah mine started on the weekend as well i had all these grand plans i've got a honeydew list of all the stuff around the house um that i haven't done and we're not talking normal maintenance chores you know like mowing the lawn doing the laundry you know sweeping off the patio we're talking stuff that takes effort and i was like i'm gonna tackle some of these projects this weekend i'm gonna i'm gonna be like tom and i'm just gonna get after it and so friday when i got home from work i unloaded everything out of the garage absolutely swept uh, and blew the garage out and then kind of reorganized it i drive a pickup which doesn't really fit in the garage uh, my wife's car usually goes in and she has started to uh, notice that uh, the the pathway into the garage for her automobile is a little tight. So I, I reorganized it. I kind of shuffled it all around in a way, did a lot more stacking so that there would be plenty of space. And that was Friday, and I was feeling good. And then Saturday happened, and I was going to replace one of my toilets in the upstairs. I've replaced every toilet in the house but this one. And... I don't know, the day got away from me and I was exhausted by the time I could get to it. It was like two or three o'clock. And that's usually when I hit my wall. I've got that morning energy, but I don't have that afternoon energy. And then Sunday was crazy, got up and, you know, fixed the kids a big breakfast. Then I had to clean it all up. And then I had maintenance chores to do. I had laundry to do. I had housework to do, stuff like that. And so that kind of killed my vibe. And my work schedule has been a little, little nuts with different projects going on. And uh, I just felt worthless all week long. Didn't even go to the gym on Monday. Finally got my butt up this morning. Had my pool day. Uh, got got some back in there. Got some arms in there. And so I feel like uh, maybe I can maybe I can turn this frown upside down. There you go. About you, Tom, man. I know it was it was rocky for us. <laughs> give us give us some hope. Give us the silver lining. What's what's up, man? What's good? Oh, I mean, I've been busy. I've been even more busy than usual, but uh, it's all been good stuff. Like I said, I, we were talking earlier. I'm busy trying to get this <laughs> theme music I'm trying to write, and it's 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 awesome, and it's, it's exciting because it's like putting a, a jigsaw puzzle together, and you're seeing all the pieces come together, but it's tedious because I have to write each part out. You have to write all the notes out because I can't just sit down and play it. I have to see it as I'm doing it, and you know, you get through with one part and you're like, man, I sit down for a second, but I have like six more parts I have to write. And if I don't get up and write it, nobody else is going to do it. So I'm like, let me get up. Let me go start it. And I'm sure everybody in the house is sick of hearing this song, you know, that I keep playing over and over because <laughs> I have it blasting in my room so I can write the other parts. So I know it goes. And oh, man. So sometimes I put the headphones on. Sometimes I don't try to record stuff. But it, like I said, it, as tedious and as um, I'm, it's not tiring, 
but you thought it's it's a weird kind of exhaustion. It's not like working out type of exhaustion. It's like a mental exhaustion. And oh, yeah, man. But it's cool, you know, because you know, here I am at one o'clock, and I'm like, I'm hearing it and I'm seeing it. But the only problem is when you're that involved with something. Even in my dreams, I'm hearing this song over and over and over. Everywhere I go, this song is like playing in my head. I'm like, oh, I'll be so happy when it's done and hopefully I can move on to something else. But it's 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 really awesome and it's exciting. And, and I'm excited for when people are going to be able to finally hear it. So it's going to be a, I hope it'll be, I think it'll turn out pretty good. So give us a little, uh, give us a little uh, hint there. What, what, what style are we talking? It's is like it a t- classic, it's like something you'd see. It's more of like a classical piece because it's not like it's, it's all orchestra. It's all strings and, and low uh, brass section. Cool. And the only way I can describe the style of it, or what are you going to, it's kind of a mixture of the Rocky theme and Terminator. If that yes. makes any sense. It's like a very, it, it gets going, it's going and you just get caught up in the swell of it. And, and I want it like a, like a whole swell just building to an end and, I'm really liking the way it's coming out. When you I, when you sent it to me the other day, it reminded me of that movie with Denzel Washington where he's like this little kid's bodyguard. And oh, yeah. That's they, an awesome movie. They screwed up. And like, you know how they always do those slow, very slow frame shots to where he's like slowly turning to notice something because right. he's about to like find a gun that has these you know, armor piercing bullets, whatever. And uh, he's about to go to town and just like lay these people to waste to save the little kid. That's kind of what that song reminded us like somebody done messed up and I'm about to come after you kind of. Kind <laughs> well, of are you talking music. about the one where I snuck into the uh, guitar center and recorded on the keyboard before they ran me off? That one too, man. It, it's. Uh... Are you talking about the one that I emailed? Yeah, the one that you just emailed me the other day. Okay, now that I had to, that's slow, because I, I'm learning it still. That's another part. I have to practice uh, this part. Okay. So that's yeah. at 110 beats per minute. I finally got it that's up to 120. Slow? My goodness. I finally got it up today to the the real intricate parts to 125 beats a minute. So it's a little bit faster paced than what you heard. As a matter of oh, fact, it's my. like 30 seconds less. Than, than what you the, because the part you sped you up the tempo because it's sped up yes wow man all the music that i've been doing for your motivational mondays has been around 78 to 82 beats per minute right. just right. keeping it really like i'm trying to do dark and ominous but at right. the same time kind of have some sort of build but you right. know it's Frank, it is Frank, I think for one of them, you need to get down with slapping the bass and uh, just have a funky little groove. I thought about that, but that to me, it was like, this isn't cheese music. You know, like to me, this is like, yo, it's this time to uh, drop anchor and get to work. Uh, You know, so if I put, you know, if I start slapping the bass in there, I might as well throw in a damn kazoo and start making crazy, crazy noises. I'm for the kazoo. I'm for that. Some of the plans I have (laughs) are going to include like different styles for, you know, I want to try to get to the point where I'm fast enough to do different little themes, not very interesting, but themes that you, you recognize to match what I'm talking about. And some of them are going to be off the wall type of songs you're going to hear. So man, I'm real excited about where we're going to go and what we're going to do in the future. So but it's going to take a lot of work, but it's it's something that I enjoy. It's like they say, when you enjoy what you're doing, it's not really work. Well, listen, 
if if either of y'all songs need a little more cowbell, <laughs> then you know who to call. Hey, because the keyboard that is the, has a that's that's the extent of my musical prowess. <laughs> my keyboard has a has a cowbell, man. I was there, nice. and, and just like everybody, I kept thinking about Will Ferrell, and I was just there banging that keyboard oh, uh, cowbell for a while, just to, just to see what it felt like, and it felt pretty good. <laughs> so I had for for this past Monday's uh, motivational music. I had this song worked up and I was like really digging it. I was like, man, this sounds like it could have come from that movie uh, War Games. Like I was stoked. <laughs> and it was like nine o'clock on Sunday. I think it was, yeah, it was like eight or nine o'clock uh, at night on Sunday. And I send it over to Tom and I'm like, I'm just waiting. I'm like, I'm like a little kid, you know, rubbing my hands together. <laughs> oh man, Tom's going to come back. He's going to say, Man, this is great. No. Tom was like, uh, I'm not really feeling it, man. I don't know what you did, but it sounds like video game music to me. And I was like, I was crushed. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I like it. And he's just like, but, you know, Tom was like, hey, um, I'm not I'm not feeling it. He didn't ask me to change it. He's like, man, if that's what you like, let's go with it. But I was like, no, you know what? It, it's a lot of people tuning in to listen to Tom. And if Tom has the music that he likes that's going to motivate you even more and that's my, what we're about my question is did it sound like this it almost did yeah did you i didn't send it to you i mean i know you heard it on monday but yeah i i just know you that well okay okay yeah and it's not that i didn't like it it's for some reason, it just wasn't. If you fitting. could only see the text that he sent me, oh man, <laughs> oh. And I didn't want, you know what? I, I really, I didn't want to send that text. I didn't want to say anything. I never like to say anything negative because I know, I know what it's like to work on something and and to put it out there for somebody else to look at it, right? So I hated to say <laughs> I'm not feeling it, you know, but. Hey man, you got to be honest. There's no, right. there's you no, well, no nothing. To, it's one thing I learned from Frank that that I've carried on um, the uh, the mantle of is you know you never say no, never say no. No sounds abrasive, right? No sounds judgmental. You say negative. So next time you just say simple text negative, not feeling it. Uh, so and Frank's Frank's gonna be okay with that. He's gonna be like, yeah, I get but, it. And, let me tell, and look how it worked out, though. I, mean, I know. I was, that was exactly what I was about to say. I worked on it for another two hours, probably, just, like, removing different things. I went back looking for different sounds. I changed up the – um, I changed up some of the tones in there. I even – that's how I came about finding that dang uh, – that, that sound effect that sounds like a, a sword being sharpened. Yeah, man. I was like – you know, and I sent that over to him. I didn't send it to him with the with the blade being sharpened, but I sent him the last edit, and I didn't get a oh that's terrible. So I went with it. I was like, yes, this that's is this is it. And something I find, I I don't know if it's the way you you send it to me, but when I hear it for the first time, it doesn't sound the same as when I hear it with my headphones on. So I heard it, and I was like, yeah, it's okay, you know, whatever, you know. I'm like, I didn't I didn't want to say it was like. You know, this is what it is. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I've got to live with it. But when I had put the headphones on at the gym and I said, and I wasn't even going to listen to it again, not because 
I didn't like it, but I'm already moving on thinking my head's filled yeah. up with other stuff. But I went and said, let me hear it. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I, I literally stopped in my tracks and just admired your work, to be honest with you. I just sat there saying, man, this dude knocked it out of the park. And I've had several compliments. They were complimenting me. I said, no, man, he did it. That That's all him. He not, He just killed it. So there's several people who have mentioned how good that was. Man, that's awesome. I wish yeah. I could see that. Because you yeah. bought your keyboard, and you're basically telling me this is – I got to do this because it doesn't sound good. I no, hate, no, no, no. I hate you, Frank. <laughs> I hate just, you. You know, I, I've always been – and I catch myself. <laughs> I do the same thing. I always say, if only, if only, if only. You know, this is something I always wanted to do is get – find a way to, to put some music together, see what exactly I'm capable of. Absolutely. This is the perfect opportunity for me to try to push myself to do something and just to feel that. I've never done this before. Yes, I used to play music. Yes, and I did. But I never put something to constructed something like this. And it's my first time and it's exciting. And I, I get where these, you know, why people do it for a living. It's 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 mm-hmm. really awesome to to see something that you're thinking of in your brain come to fruition. And you're actually hearing this idea for the first time. Oh man, it's exciting, you know. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. nothing against you, me getting a keyboard. Nah, I'm just busting yeah. your chops, man. God. I love it. I, you know, <laughs> the the more creative juices we can get flowing, man, that's the the better. You know, hopefully somebody finds inspiration to right. start doing just a little bit more and getting off of that same old dirt road and finding a new one. Exactly. It's gonna it- it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, there's something people out there wanting to do. Don't be like me and waiting 30 years to do it. To get up and just do it. The only reason you're not doing something is because you're not doing it. Get yep. up and do it. Yep. I can see Shane right now. He's just thinking, man, if I'd have only bought that extra tote box for the garage, I could have saved oh. myself four hours on Saturday. So, so many things in my life that I either started and 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 uh, didn't complete or never tried because I didn't have the faith. Like, um, like when I got out of college, I, I got an art degree and I was going to go be an artist. And then I realized you actually do have to starve. That's not it's a euphemism. <laughs> You're not going to make any money. And uh, I had to, I had to give it up and go get uh, a real job. And, uh, you know, you, our, our listeners can't see the, the pictures hanging on the wall back here, but my wife recently popped out a lot of my old paintings and just started putting them around the office here. Oh, that's awesome. And, I, oh, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, wow, I didn't suck too bad. Like, that's not bad. Well, I mean, is that what it So tell us about that one picture that you have right behind you. So me looking at Shane's angle to me, it looks like a person at a bar, mm-hmm. like having, having several drinks, like a Japanese businessman with a black tie and a blue suit. And he's just like has his his uh, fist on his chin just thinking about the next drink or man, I, I'm so happy today's Friday. It's it's kind of it's kind of that feeling. I was just trying to have kind of a communal piece. Um, I didn't even go to bars back then. Uh, I don't even know if I was old enough to go to drink. But okay. uh, Oh, what? The, the main character has like a little kind of hat on, like a almost like a fedora. Uh, yeah. Obviously, this was in the 90s, long before fedoras were cool. They were seen as passe. But it, the, that kind of character has 
cropped up in a few of my pieces back then. And it was always kind of like my representation of Tom Waits, which is one of the most creative musical geniuses ever. Uh, definitely an acquired taste. But uh, some of my favorite songs come from Tom. My tattoo idea that I have uh, on my arm came from a Tom Waits song. And so I don't know if I was depressed on that day or just tired, but uh, I just came up with some weird little characters to throw in a bar scene. I was really more, always more of a colorist than a figurative. And so it was really for me just more about what colors do I want to put together to create a, a mood or an ambiance in this piece and that one came out okay you guys can't see the one below it but it's it's way better <laughs> okay okay i'll take your word for it yeah for sure man yeah <laughs> so talking about uh things being a little bit better i wanted to give everybody an update on my sensei sessions that i had oh. so uh those meetings are going rather well um and the sensei sessions, if you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode, is essentially me asking uh, persons that are in managerial roles um, to let me ask them, you know, questions about, uh, you know, being a manager, how they handle certain situations, how they've learned to de-escalate those crazy conversations or those crazy meetings that they've been in so that, I can kind of better my communication skills at work as well as, you know, find out a little bit more about them personally so that should I ever have to interact with them on the other side of the table, I'll know their trigger words or I'll know exactly um, how to um, present something to them to where the, the road, the road that is travel will be, far less uh curvy than needed well i i, I actually am very interested to hear a, no, a new update because if you remember shane last week in the episode we didn't get to use we were told your mentor called you a jerk if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah so without <laughs> think, using any names I, I, I think i think what he actually said was dirt bag but <laughs> no he's he yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the I, I've had two more since then, okay. and the uh, one of the other persons, she, she, it's a woman manager. Um, I was incredibly surprised with how blunt she was with me. Like she was just like flat out, you know, just laid everything out on the table and was like, "Look, this is how you handle this situation. This is how I handle this situation." Um, don't don't fluff stuff for people because people don't want to hear that. If you got some bad news to tell them, tell them. They're, we're all adults. Just put it out there, and you know, let the chips lay where they may. If they decide they don't like those chips, they're gonna throw them out on the ground. Let them throw their tantrum. Let them let them have let them have it out. But remember to keep your calm. Stay business. None of this is personal. I was like, what the hell? How many times have you watched Godfather? Like, <laughs> wow. And she has a, a way about her in that she is very easy to talk to. She communicates with her team really well. Um, every person that I've spoken to that she manages is like, yeah, man, if I ever have a problem, I know that I can go to her. She's going to give me legit advice. And she's not trying to steer me in in the wrong direction. I can trust her. 
for sure. And I was like, oh, man, that's dope. Um, so, yeah, very taken aback because I wasn't expecting her to be. She's she's pretty blunt when you ask her stuff, but she was like, I understand what you're trying to do with this. I understand that you're trying to uh, communicate better. This is how I communicate better. And I was like, oh, all right, that's, this is amazing. Um, the other woman uh, manager that I reached out to, she gave me incredible advice. And and I, I didn't really know this about her so much so, but she uses her words to paint scenarios for you. And the way she paints these scenarios makes you feel like you were there to see the scenario that she's telling you about. And just the the way that she spoke to me, it was it seemed very sincere. Um, she also understood. She's like, I, I like that you're that you're doing this. This shows a lot of interest in wanting to really be able to empathize with people. And she's like, when you can start doing that, you're going to be a great manager. And I was like, I don't want to be a manager. I just want to know how to talk to people better. And right. she's like, well, that's that's what being a manager is, is a large part of it is. Um, they don't tell you that when you become a manager that um, you all the things that got you to this point no longer are no longer valid. You have to find new ways to um, kind of judge yourself and how you're doing. She's like, oh, when you're a tech, when you're you know, when you're kind of being managed, that's completely different from when you're managing folks because you have no one telling you, oh, you're doing a great job. If you're not doing a great job, they just let you go. Exactly. So I was like, holy moly, that's crazy. But yeah, it is great advice. Um, we have our next meeting this Thursday and Friday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We did every other week. So the meetings that I had last week were taking a pause this week and then picking back up next week. <sighs> ah, excuse me. No. I had to sneeze. Man. Bless you. Well, the great the great thing about when the other guy called you a jerk, I mean, these the rest of them can only get better. So, <laughs> well, I, and and I was glad that he did that, you know, exactly. That, that really helped me understand, you know, hey, this guy's perception of me is, I mean, it's not far off base, but at the same time, like, why does he exactly? Feel? Yeah, why? What what am I doing to make him? feel that way yeah 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 so you know and i told him too you know i was straight up with the guy too i was like hey man i just you you're very defensive and every every word feels like you're on the defense right. like i i don't even know if i could say anything positive to you and you not take it defensively right. so uh <laughs> it was that's that's some cojones to go up to someone that you know maybe not is directly above you but certainly in the chain of command is and and be so upfront in that situation, have the um, the intellectual and emotional clarity to be able to say, you know, let's step back here. You're you're being kind of a dick. Um, why, why are you hassling me this way? I'm just trying to get to know you. I'm trying to understand you and and how to communicate better with you. This is this first steps not going well to it, it reminds me of the guy that told me I had judgy eyes. I mean, you're just, you're right there. That's your wheelhouse. <laughs> just, just step into it. Just lean into it and see what happens, man. You know, and 
for the last, I'd say for sure for the last six or seven years, I've really been trying to put myself in uncomfortable situations to understand like because you know you I, I read all these books and i'm like trying to do these things but that's it, all that's all you know reading i'm not putting it to practice right. and when i started putting it to practice it really will show you you know like hey you're not ready to have this conversation with someone it's just like you training you know you're sitting there hitting a, a heavy bag getting ready for a fight you get hit in the face, Jack, and it's just like, oh, I should have maybe fought this other person. That's what, and that what Mike Tyson said. Everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. Absolutely, absolutely, exactly. and it, and it's it just goes to show you, you know, if you're out there trying to do something, you know, read about it, plan about it, but then you know, make sure you get out there and do it too. Uh, knowing knowing is is half the battle. Going out there and doing it. That, you know, that's a whole nother game and you have to fail. You have to not be afraid to fail and and look at it from a a perspective of learning everything right. you do, no matter if you fail, no matter if you succeed beyond your wildest dreams, learn from that. Exactly. You mentioned earlier the meeting with the, the lady about basically she told you don't be beating around the bush. If you got something to say, just say it. Yeah. So, uh, it reminded me when you were talking about that. I made a call one time and we responded. You know, those they have these warehouses, right? You rent the warehouse. There's different businesses in these warehouses, right? It's got okay. a garage and they have an office. And we showed up at one. We got called at like two in the morning. And I showed up and this young guy, let's say young, 22, 23 years old, he meets us there. He goes, you know, he's he's got this look on his face, something fresh, you know, something's going on. So we go walking in there, and there's this other guy there laying on the couch that they had in the office. This guy's dead. He's been dead oh, for a while. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, well, what's the deal? He's telling me, you know, I, my dad called me. My dad's out of town. He owns the business. He called me at the house, told me to come check up on this guy. I was like, okay, well, you need to tell your dad he's dead. <laughs> there, he's, dialing, he's dialing on the phone. And talk about getting the beating around the bush award. He gets his dad on the phone. It's 2 in the morning. <laughs> He's waking his dad up. He said, Dad, you, you remember you told me to call him? I guess his name, let's say Joe. You, you, you called me, you told me to check on Joe, right? And I can hear the dad through the speaker. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Well, you know, I got here and I talked to Joe like a week ago and he was feeling sick. He's going through this whole spiel about how Joe had been feeling sick for like the past week and a half. And he's going, okay. And the dad's like, okay, okay. So what happened? He's like, well, I finally got here and I was looking for him and I saw him and he wasn't looking too good. And what, what happened? And he's like, well, dad, you know, I told you he was not feeling too well. And that, oh, <laughs> he, man. He, I finally, I heard him say, let me talk to, is it, did you call anybody? He goes, yeah, well, let me get to that. I'm getting to that. And he goes, well, I finally, I got here and I saw he wasn't looking too good. So I called 911 and the father's just yelling, and, and what happened? Well, they got here and they came and they looked at him. And he's just going on and on. And I'm just there looking at him. I'm just rolling my eyes. Like, would you just get to the point, you know? And finally, the dad's just exasperated. You know, you can hear him through the phone. Like, what happened? What happened? And the kid's like, I'm getting to it. Quit rushing to me. And finally, I can hear the dad say, let me talk to the, is the paramedic there? And he said, yeah. He goes, let me talk. He gives me the phone i grabbed it he said can you tell me what's going on with the joe and i was like sir i'm sorry to tell you joe's dead he's been dead for a while i'm sorry you know you know it it looks natural no you know i can't see any trauma or anything like anything like somebody attacked him he just 
But it looks like he died of natural causes, as far as I can tell. He was like, oh, okay. He goes, he, of course, he starts getting mad at me, like, well, why was my son not telling me straight out? And I was like, oh, sir, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, maybe the son was just, you know, in shock, too. Maybe he'd never seen yeah, a dead body. That's true. You know? That's true. He's but, probably flipping out, man. But I didn't think about friend, that. Like, Poor yeah, guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my guy, partner was like, this guy, just get to the point, man. Yeah, nah, guy, walks, like, guy walks in, sees his first dead body. Then you want him to have a conversation with his dad about it? I mean, I know. <laughs> Right. Talk yeah, about nice conversations, man. Like, hey, hey, dad, your friend Joe, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, he's dead. I got here. Guy's dead. I don't know what to tell you. Here's the paramedic. You're like, yeah, I'm late for dinner, dad. So you're going to have to handle this. I'm out. That, that sounds like it could have been a well written script for George Costanza. Yeah, there like, you go. Yes. Just, I mean the the way you, yeah. the way you describe it, I was like, I can I'm see watching. The, yeah, I can see his dad head. on the. Yeah, I can see his dad on the other <laughs> yeah. end of the line. Serenity now. <laughs> and I can hear the mom screaming in the back. What oh happened? My what happened? Oh my God. Georgie! Georgie! <laughs> Finally, Kramer gets on the line. Uh, uh, he's dead. And it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> Bob Sacramento? Yeah. yeah. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that show. God, uh, it was I watched great. some of that this weekend, man. Make time to do that. Love that show. All right. So. Uh, man, last week we had this amazing story. We were talking about when to fight, when to run, and when it's time to die. And I want Tom to give us his time to fight story because it was just, I mean, I couldn't have, you, you couldn't have written a better, uh, a better memory than what he had. Uh, let us have it, man. Oh, well, well, as I was explaining last week, we were having a hard time getting my son potty trained. He was pulling that stunt where he'd sit on the pot forever and finally say, OK, obviously you don't need to go. And he'd, he'd hop off, pull his little pull up back on, and then he'd do his business, you know, uh, poop right there in the in the pull up. We could not get him to break this habit. Nothing we could do would get him potty trained. One day I was at the gym and on the way home, my wife called me. She said, hey. You know, he finally went to the restroom by himself. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I was so happy. This is like the best news I've had in forever. I said, how did it go? You know, I'm like, man, this is great. She goes, well, it didn't go well. He came running out. He said, there's a monster in the toilet. I was like, there's a what? She said, he said, there's a monster in the toilet. I said, well, did you go look? She said, no, I'm not going in there. I was like, what? You know, the whole thing is just driving me nuts. There's no monster in the toilet. I said, well, what did you do? She's like, "I, I, I closed the door. So I said, okay, I'll be there in a minute. You know, I've, I've got to go check out and see what this nonsense is. So I get home. I go walking in the back door. And, and sure enough, my son's waiting for me. And he's just there like th- he's got this look on his face like something really freaked him out. So I'm like, man, that's my first warning that something is going on. And he's there. He grabs me by the hand. He leads me to the restroom. And sure enough, the door was closed. And, you know, I go walking up to it. But I started getting this feel feeling like this ominous feeling in my stomach where you know something's not right so i start to walk in there and you know i shut the door behind me just in case because i started thinking about we see all these pictures on the internet of those big snakes that that come up through the pipes and you know they find their way into the toilet so i hate snakes so i'm thinking man i'm gonna see this gigantic snake you know what am i gonna do so i go walking up i have to see so as i go i take about two steps in there and sure enough the lid was closed 
but a claw comes out. A claw comes out of my toilet, and it's just sitting there on the side. I can see his nails flared out, everything. I'm like, oh, my God. I stopped right there in my tracks, and I'm just looking at like, what in the world is in the toilet? And I just keep looking at it, and I hear my, you know, my sons are there, and, you know, I'm looking at it, and under the door, I can see the little nose and their fingers trying to see what's going on under the door. So, of course, I have to act like I'm super brave, right? So, I'm like, man. So, I go walking up to the toilet, and with my foot, I kick the lid up, and I jump back to see what was going to come out. The monster jumped out, and it was a squirrel. And it was this squirrel is soaking wet. He jumps down and he gets on his two hind legs. And he's there. He squared up. He had his claws ready. He looked like something like Wolverine. With his claws just flared. He's got the look of evil in his eyes. His fangs are, you know, at me, just ready to grab at me. He looked like some one of those characters out of Kung Fu Panda, you know, that you see that can do all the Kung Fu and all the fighting. He's got his, his crane style ready to fight me. I'm standing there. I got ready to fight this squirrel. I don't know what's going on. So we're standing there, and we're just kind of like we literally are circling each other in the bathroom. And as soon as I made a lunge for him, the squirrel took off right between my legs, and he ran into a cabinet that we had. It, it was open. So he runs in there. I run and I shut that closet as fast as I can. I start yelling for my wife, bring me, you know, bring me something. I need something to catch this squirrel. You know, I can't, I'm not going to reach in there with my hands. He might have rabies. He might, whatever. I don't know what's going on with this dude. So finally she came and she brought me like this square Tupperware box. So I get it. And, you know, I'm, you can't see in there, you know, and I'm just looking. I can see like his little eyes in the hiding back there in the corner. And I just like have that square box and I, Throw it on top of him, and he's caught inside that box, and he's there running around. You can you can hear him hitting the sides of the deal. So I grabbed the lid of the Tupperware box, and I just like slid it on the on the floor in between the the box and the floor. So now he's trapped. And I just take him, and I grab that box, and I carry him out to the backyard, and I threw him outside. You know, my sons, they're all cheering. You know, Dad saved the day. You know, everybody's all happy. I throw him. That squirrel takes off all wet, running up the tree, and he just sits there looking back at me, and he's flaring his little tail at me like he's trying to put some type of voodoo curse on me and he just there and i said get out of here yes he probably did and he took off (laughs) he took off up the tree and he escaped and he got away but uh after that my my sons had a bad habit of leaving that back door open they never let that back door open again they didn't want that squirrel getting back in the house but yeah that's that's, uh the potty training story (laughs) So that squirrel shake, shook its tail at you, yes. and the curse that it put on you is that every shirt you wear, the sleeves will somehow just pop right off. It's well, boom. Well, see, that's why I, you never know. You never know when you're going to have to know. fight a squirrel, a cat. A, a, so you got to be ready to go. You can't have any anything impeding your movement, you know, so I had yep. to be ready. Yep. Yep. Strategy. That's it. Preparation. Strategery. 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 Five Ps. <laughs> Five P's. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And, you know, I I was with with as bad as week as Shane's having and and mine's just, you know, it's there's got there's some turbulence in there. Uh, Being able to, you know, air my grievances with you three and the rest of every, you know, 12 people that listen to this podcast, man, it's already making me feel better. So hopefully this has made you all feel better as well. Uh, We are going to go ahead and, you know, end it for tonight. We hope you had fun with us. 
Be on the lookout for our Twitter feed. Check out uglyguppy.com. Uh, also, in the summary for this podcast, we're going to have the link if you want to go directly to Carlos's MS150 ride page. There's a link in there. Like Tom said, take a screenshot of that receipt, <clears throat> either DM it to us or, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out for you exactly. guys to get your T-shirt. Donate at least $15 to it. Send us that screenshot. We will find a way to send you this shirt. Uh, you'll also get a sticker with it. And if you don't want to, you know, click on that link, you know, once again, we'll, we'll figure out. You can Venmo, Cash App, you know, what have you. 15 bucks or more gets you one of these awesome shirts. For a quarter more, like I said, Tom will sign this thing. <laughs> and you will have one of the greatest souvenirs ever. And you can sport this. Um, it And... And if you hold it up real quick, Tom, I want to describe it to you so you can maybe when you uh, when you buy it, if you're thinking about buying one. So it's got two people on a bicycle like speed bikes and they've got their helmets and it says, hold on, I'm almost there. Um, it's got the Ugly Guppy logo on there and it's got the bike MS uh, with the MS scratched out, you know, because we want to get rid of multiple sclerosis. Uh, you know, the, the bikers look like they're speeding down the, the road there. It looks great. The What colors do we have again, Tom? We got it in white, a jersey gray, and also a pink if there's any ladies out there that, that want to see it. But look, go to our Twitter handle. I'm, we're going to tweet out pictures of, of the shirts of each color. Go to the Hold On, I'm Almost There Twitter, mine at I am Polonikes. Frank, I'm sure you're going to put it on yours. So you'll be able to see the shirt. And I'm serious. It, if you want a shirt and you're hesitant to do anything over the internet, do anything about putting your, your payment information out there, I understand there's people like, if you're in Houston, I'll find a way to get it to you myself. Believe me, we're going to we're gonna do everything we can to reach our target of raising that money to pay that entry fee and then raise as much money as we can. And look, if you don't have – look, I know times are hard. Everything, everybody's going through some tough times. You can't give the $15, and you can only do five. Just do five. Just do ten. Do whatever you can. Like I said, the, we're trying to do as much as we can to get the entry-level money paid and, and – our way is a $15 t-shirt, but if you can't give the 15 hey, that's fine. Do whatever you can. We appreciate it. Word. The word from Gristle. Word. You know, word. Gristle, I think they gave him that nickname because he likes to chew the fat. But, man, this guy is just, hey, hey, girl. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, I just, um, uh, talking about pink shirts, you know what? I've got a I got a couple of button down pink shirts. I'm manly enough to wear pink. I don't let that scare me. If that's the last shirt we have, I'll I'll pick that one up and I'll wear it myself. Hey, when's that breast cancer uh month? I know there's a month October. where October. Oh, we missed it. But I mean, hey, you know, yeah, you could hey, wear it in memory is, of that. This is 2021, man. You got a you got a whole couple months left before you get to October. And before I forget, people that do buy a shirt, if you want to take a picture in your shirt. Send it to us. We're going to do something where we acknowledge the people that do get the shirts and do donate to the cause. We're, I'm trying to brainstorm ideas where we can like make maybe a collage of, of everybody that got a shirt that wants to be in this collage. or what. We're going to do something to acknowledge those people that are helping us to help other people. 
Yeah. yeah. If, you want, if you want internet fame, uh, we can hook you up with that. If you want, uh, you know, if you just want Frank to to take your picture and put it in a nice little frame and put it in the wall behind him, you know, so that he can remember what a giving, loving person you are. Uh, Frank will do that for you because Frank's yeah. a giver. I would do that. You know what? Because I've I've never been a part of something where we're doing something on this scale, which, you know, to some might not seem like a lot, but for me, this is, this is the the biggest scale that I've gone at to help more than one person at a time. Right. Because see, Frank, yeah, because Frank traditionally is very selfish. And so this is new (laughs) for him. He's putting himself out there to try and better society um, I do that daily just, just by being awesome like I am. There you go. Yes. So. True stories. All of these. <laughs> all of these stories and more can be yours when you download this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and like I said earlier, you know, I was hesitant at first. When when I first were thinking about doing this idea, I was like, you know, we're not really that big. We're not really going to be, be able to help a lot of people. But then I said, no, that's the one thing I'm always preaching about waiting. You know, don't wait. Don't hesitate. You can always do something. I thought, man, you know, we can't help everybody, but we can help somebody. And that one person that we do help, that person's going to appreciate it, you know, so much. So even though we're starting small, we're, we're starting. That's, that's right. We're and you've, you've got a guarantee from me that you're going to have a couple blokes over in Germany ordering some shirts. Awesome. That's great. Because we've got we've got listeners in Germany, and you know they love that Americana, man. There they love go. it. Oh yeah, eat right it up. On. That would be exactly. awesome to see our shirt being worn in Germany, man. That with some be... with some Adidas pants. <clears throat> that would be crazy, man. Crazy. So, if you like what you've heard so far, you know, drop us a line. Uh, you know, tell somebody else to subscribe because we know that you're already subscribed. Uh, leave us a review. Those things help out more than I have ever really imagined. You know, people talk about review this, review that. You ain't buying nothing unless you you read the reviews. Um, and I, I'm not about trying to buy reviews from people. And right. I, I want genuine reviews. Somebody that actually listened to the show. And tell me that, you know, chinchilla is my favorite word and gristle, you know, <laughs> sounds like he has a toothpick in his mouth all the time. And, you know, just anything, anything would be amazing. Give us, you know, one, two, three, five stars, whatever you want. Just take a little bit of time uh, and and help us out so we can help more people. Exactly. Awesome. Good night, everybody. Once again, we hope you enjoyed the show. And one more round of what's ups from Gristle and and Tom over there. Everybody stay sharp. Hey, all y'all go out there and get some. That's all I got to say. All right, all right, all right. I know that's not mine, but I had to say that. And it feels weird saying it now. It kind of does. Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night. Where's the stop button on this thing? Now stop working.